0: What is up everybody? Welcome to the We Don't Want to Grow Up podcast. I'm Pete and this is my beautiful wife and co-host, Stacy.
1: Merry Christmas.
0: Merry Christmas. Ho ho ho. <laughs>
1: Well, we hope you all are enjoying the Christmas season as much as we are. This week, we have a little something special. Yeah. I happened to have found a J. C. Penney's Christmas catalog yeah. from 1990.
0: 1990. I still remember that one, too. I remember that cover.
1: I do, too. I found it on, I think, eBay or Etsy. Yeah. And, you know, when we started the podcast, we were talking about that being one of the things, like looking through a JCPenney's or a Toys R Us catalog when you're a kid for your Christmas presents. Like, that's how you showed your parents what you wanted for Christmas.
0: Yeah, I had a notepad. And I would go, I would write down the page.
1: And the number, like the 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 item
0: number, number. Item number on there.
1: I would earmark the pages and circle them.
0: Okay. There's too many of us to do that.
1: Right. Well, when I think about that, even if it was just my sister and I doing it, that would have been a lot to go through.
0: Yeah. And you have a possibility of missing something.
1: Right. But she was a good bit older than me. So we probably weren't wanting toys at the same time.
0: Right. You know, maybe I mean, Barbie has a long maybe
1: barbies. That's about it. But <laughs> anyway, so earlier today, we decided to go through that catalog together. We've had that for months. Yeah, I think I got it in September and have not opened it. And so today we cracked it open. And it was just amazing. So many good things. I wish I had had time to look at everything because just the few pages of fashion that I saw
0: <laughs> was
1: pretty amazing.
0: They were precious.
1: <laughs>
0: that dude in his overalls, the oh, acid he had wash the acid watch overalls. overalls. Yep. That was incredible.
1: The one color block robe that the lady was oh, wearing. Yeah,
0: Color block robe. It was like this big It almost looked
1: like a kimono, but it was not.
0: Yeah, it was awesome.
1: (laughs) I think it was fleece. I don't know, but I'll have to take a picture of it and share.
0: It was funny, like a few of the things on there, I was like, I want to order that. Let me get the item number. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. (laughs) You can't (laughs) order that from this anymore.
1: (laughs) This is 30 years ago. Yeah. And we finally got to the back of the catalog. Where the toys were. Mm -hmm. That was fun because we found things that we had, things that we forgot we had and things that we wanted and never had.
0: Some of those toys existed for an extremely long amount of time. One example was the cash register. I feel like that was a toy that I had as a child. Which would have been early 80s, if mm-hmm. not, you know. Late 70s. Late 70s. Mm-hmm. But it was, you know, a toy cash register. But I remembered it because it had huge coins. So you couldn't swallow them. Right. But they were Joking like hazard. yellow, blue, mm-hmm. red. You'd stick them in there, pull the lever. And I was like, wow, that's still in the JC JCPenney's catalog.
1: Yeah, some things just don't go out of style. Yeah, I guess not. Well, and some of the things like the little tyke kitchenettes and stuff. Like, I know I had them... As a kid, but then as a teacher, I taught up until, what, like 2017 or something like that? Yeah. All the schools that I worked at still Still had had those those. kind of kitchenettes in their classrooms. Mm. I mean, I think they were from... The 80s and 90s, I don't think that they were like remaking them to look because, you know, some of the like the oven top and the fridge front would be stickers. You know, they'd be peeling off. They were a little worse for the wear.
0: That was the most noticeable thing about that toy. I feel like we had that Mm -hmm. just because of the oven top. It looked very familiar. And the one kit had like this rotating yellow chair that was like a It would go under the counter, essentially, or the bar counter, the bar Mm -hmm. top, or something like that. Yep. And I was like, "Wow, that looks really familiar." So I'll have to talk to my family to see if we actually had that one, or if it was like at a friend's house or something. I can't remember exactly, but I know that oven top looked very familiar. Yeah. It could have been a church at the church or something. Probably in the nursery. Yeah.
1: So some of the things that I saw in there, there were so many that I wanted, but some of the standouts for me, a light bright.
0: Yeah, that light bright box brought back a lot of memories because I I can remember that box sitting in my room at my dad's house. And I think my sister had one at my mom's house as well. Mm -hmm. I loved the light bright.
1: I loved making whatever I was going to make and then turning the lights out. Yeah, it was all was
0: very pretty. It's like how our house is now. It's like grown up light bright.
1: (laughs) It is like a grown up light bright (laughs) The other thing I saw that I actually did not ever have was a Teddy Ruxpin.
0: Yeah, I didn't have one either.
1: I had... Friends that had it, you know, I got to play with it and experience it, but I I never had
0: one. I can't remember if any of my friends had one or not. I remember seeing it in the toy store, Mm -hmm. but I can't recall if anyone that I knew had one.
1: I did see my cricket doll in there. I got very excited to see her. And the thing that made me the most excited was the New Kids on the Block dolls and the stage set.
0: Yeah, they had a pretty intricate stage set up there.
1: I actually never had the stage And I actually only had the Jordan doll, which is kind of surprising that I didn't have them all.
0: Because you were a pretty big fan, right?
1: Yeah, huge fan. But anyway, it made me happy to see them. The dolls remind me a lot of the cartoon. Oh, okay. Just the way that they're, I mean, I guess they're styled like (laughs) what the actual guys were like, too. But anyway, it made me really happy to see them and think about all of my new kids stuff that I had.
0: They had a ton of NES stuff in there, the Nintendo entertainment system. We both noticed the power pad, which was that big like four by four pad with uh, buttons that you could stomp on and you could play like Olympics, like you would run by pressing the buttons with your feet.
1: I don't think that I ever got to play it. I think that I remember seeing commercials for it and maybe like my next door neighbor might have had it. But yeah, I don't think I ever got to play it.
0: I got to play it. I had friends that had it. I didn't have one. But I always thought I was super fast until I got on there and slow people would beat me. So I think it was all technique because I know they were slower than me. (laughs) If Kevin McKee is listening, I'm talking to you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, another one that I noticed in there was something that I used a lot. Um, It was the pogo stick, which I think was out of the JCPenney's catalog because it looked exactly like that one. And I used that thing so much. I wore out the little rubber thing at the bottom (laughs) And I was trying to set (laughs) for me a a world record because I always (laughs) read the Guinness World Book of Records. Yes. I'd get one every Christmas. And there was a pogo stick record in there. Uh, I don't remember what the number was, but I set my number at 10,000 pogos in a row. Did you do it? Yeah. What? Yeah, except that thing was wore out. And so I did it all in one place at the base of my parents' porch stairs, Mm -hmm. which was concrete. And there was just these little like half moon metal marks all over <laughs> the entire thing.
1: Are they still there?
0: No, eventually they kind of... Oh. It didn't actually indent it. It just kind of scraped it a yeah. tiny little bit. So eventually it it went away. But uh, I loved that pogo well, stick. I was, was quite good at it.
1: It was obvious that you and your sister, Heather, had... Done a lot of pogo sticking. Is that yes, correct? Is sure. that the Pogoing? right way of saying it? Pogoing in your day? Because when she was visiting, I think, two summers ago, yeah. and we were over at our friend's house hanging out at their pool, and they had a pogo oh, stick because right. they have kids. Yeah. And both Pete and Heather had like a contest of who could pogo <laughs> the longest. It actually
0: didn't take that slow long. motion
1: videos were yes.
0: thrilling. Yeah. Truly. Precious videos. <laughs> I, I was a lot better before at it, but it was... Okay, to pick it back up and try to hop back on there because it it wasn't easy. You know what we also had that I always tried to use and I never got.
1: Was it that ball?
0: No, it was a unicycle. Oh, we had an actual unicycle and it came with like crutches, (laughs) you know that, or you know like balance sticks that you would hold in your hand. Oh, so you could
1: kind of get the hang of it.
0: Yeah, and I never got out of that phase. I tried really hard, but uh, I was doing it all by myself. I think you maybe. I'm looking back at it now. I have no idea. I would think it would be easier to learn with somebody helping you just a little bit, mm-hmm. but I feel like I just did that on my own. Maybe somebody else wrote it and I don't know, but I don't think so. I don't think anybody ever really wrote that thing while I was there anyways.
1: Do you know the ball I'm talking about, though, that it looked almost like Saturn- it was just like a ball, oh that yeah, had like a ring, and you put yeah. your feet on the side I and bounce that on thing. that. What was that called?
0: I can't remember, but I know what you're talking about. It. It was like a rubber ball, top and bottom, and had rings around the side that you'd stand on. I feel like
1: that's like an ankle breaker for sure.
0: Oh yeah, that's fraught with danger.
1: <laughs> I used to try that one. I never had a pogo stick, but I would try the ball. I think friends of mine had it. Yeah. I was okay at it, but not too great.
0: I got okay at it for me anyways. Like I could, in the beginning, it was all about how you got on it in the beginning to learn. So you'd put your one foot down and have it on the ground and then you Mm. would step and then balance and then kind of go from there. Yeah. And I got to where I could just jump on it and then start jumping around. Nice. But that's about as far as that thing went. Yeah. It's probably my pogoing skills. (laughs) (laughs) That helped you. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Oh, and there was one other thing in there that I still want right now.
1: He got so excited about it.
0: It was this gigantic slot car racing set but like went up the wall it had big loops it had big turns i would play the crap out of that right now (laughs) hint hint hint
1: (laughs) all your christmas presents are purchased
0: okay all right i I get it there's there's many more years to come it's fine
1: maybe valentine's day there
0: you go (laughs) but that thing was huge and it was only like 90 dollars. that same set is a lot more money or a similar set now If you can find one with a lot more money now.
1: It was really interesting to go through and see how much things
0: were. Yeah. And he would be
1: like, how much was that? Yeah. Oh, my parents didn't give me that. That was so cheap. That wasn't expensive.
0: (laughs) Yeah. What was it? Oh, well.
1: Operation.
0: (laughs) Operation was like $9. I wanted that game so bad. We never got it. I don't know why.
1: There was something else.
0: There was a cheap Power Wheels. That was like eighty dollars, but I was like, "Oh, why didn't they get that?"
1: But the one you really wanted was like two two hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah. That's
0: what I thought. I remember it being really expensive mm-hmm. back then, so I get that. one.
1: And what was even more interesting was seeing how expensive VCRs were.
0: <laughs> All the entertainment <laughs> they were stuff.
1: like three and four hundred dollars. Yeah, the camcorder was like fifteen hundred dollars. Fifteen hundred
0: dollars. I mean, the the Bobo camcorder was seven hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, there's like no account for inflation there. It's just super expensive. It's always been the same price. They've actually come down in price, I guess.
1: No, they definitely come down in price.
0: I mean, before cell phones have destroyed the (laughs) home video market. Well, absolutely. But I'm saying
1: like, I, I remember my dad telling me how expensive VCRs were when they first came out. Yeah. And... I, I was just like okay sure because they were like fifty bucks by the time I was like buying a VCR.
0: Yeah, they were a non-issue cost wise. Right, as like a poor college student, I could almost afford one.
1: Yeah, same with DVD players.
0: Yeah, or well, they I remember in the
1: beginning, and then
0: they were yeah. Down, yeah. My my friend Thad bought one very early. It was nineteen ninety eight, I think, mm-hmm. because he got. The first blade on it, and it was a pretty expensive setup from Best Buy. But he got the DVD player with a receiver and surround sound. Wow. I remember. I, make-
1: I think in my twenties, I would have actually been buying the VHS DVD combo.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Which still, I think, was not bad. I think it was like fifty or sixty bucks.
0: Was it really? I feel. Oh, whoa, whoa. I, I, I misunderstood what you're saying. I was thinking of a particular movie, but you would get a VHS with a DVD.
1: Oh no no! I'm talking about the actual like VCR slash DVD player. I got gotcha, you. In yeah. one.
0: And how much was it? I feel like it was like sixty bucks, maybe. Dang, that's cheap.
1: I know, but I think what you know when when they first came out, they were
0: they were not cheap, right? Yeah.
1: Anyway, it's the way it goes, I guess.
0: Yeah. So what uh, what are we getting into this week?
1: We thought it would be fun to cover the animated Christmas television specials from the '60s. Yeah. That. We, you know, in the 70s and 80s, and I think even children today would still watch these and cherish them as amazing childhood memories.
0: Yeah, I'm curious if they're all still watched now by children. I feel I still like watch they them. would
1: be because I feel like their parents
0: would pass it were
1: along. brought up in the same time period as we were. And so then would want their kids to grow up watching it. Yeah. Because that's probably what happened with our parents. Yeah, I'd agree. You know, I mean, granted, our parents weren't children in the 60s, but still.
0: Yeah, they became aware of it then anyways. Yeah. I wonder what holiday traditions, probably something radio based, fell off the radar. Yes. You know, like that we lost that our parents, you know, in the 50s would have consumed as Mm -hmm. children. Yep. have to ask them.
1: So we kind of just went in order of when they were released. So number one is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. We all know the story of Rudolph, really, because of the song. Pretty much the whole movie. I mean, they do add things in there, obviously, that are not in the song. But it's the premise, really, is that Rudolph is born with a red, shiny nose. He's different from everyone else. His parents are ashamed of him. Mostly his dad. Santa Claus doesn't have any hope or any faith in him that he could ever be one of his... Head reindeer. Like, what are you going to do
0: about this? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's all very controversial. Yes. You know, he struggles with all of his peers and his coach and everybody laughing at him. And that's kind of where, you know, you also see the elf side of things and how Hermie feels like an outsider. And that's where he and Rudolph
0: bond and decide to take a hike. Yeah, they're
1: getting out of there. Yeah,
0: they're going to set out.
1: Little Mm runways. And that's where they, you know, encounter Yukon Cornelius. They encounter the Abominable. abominable snow monster. They encounter the island of misfit toys. It's all like a big adventure. Yeah. And in the end...
0: A big storm rolls in to the North Pole.
1: Christmas was almost
0: canceled. Christmas was about to be canceled.
1: And that's really where Sam the Snowman kind of starts it out by telling the story of the year that Christmas was almost canceled because of the snowstorm. Yeah. Because Santa couldn't see and the reindeer couldn't see to take flight. But all of a sudden, Santa realized Rudolph's worth. That's right. <laughs> and that actually Santa was being a little bit of a dehay. A little bit. In the beginning.
0: But Santa does admit that he was wrong, which is good.
1: It is good. But honestly, even if they didn't need Rudolph, they shouldn't have treated him differently just because he looked different. It's not his fault.
0: That's true. But that's what Santa admits to. Right. He learned his lesson. Now, maybe he only learned that because Rudolph was of use to him. Mm-hmm. But he does learn and communicate his lesson that he learned.
1: Yeah. But, you know, Rudolph does save the day, saves Christmas. Saves- the most
0: famous reindeer of all now.
1: Absolutely. We all recall. That's right. It originally aired on NBC on December 6th, 1964. Oh, wow. But it's been airing on CBS since 72. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. It switched over. And I think most of the other ones uh, were CBS originally. So
0: they're making a move for the child market. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's a stop motion animated television special. Produced by Videocraft International Limited, later known as Rankin-Bass Productions.
0: Rankin and Bass.
1: And it's currently distributed by Universal Television. Okay. It was based on the Johnny Marks song, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Mm. which we all know. And that was actually based on a poem that was written in 1939 by Marx's brother-in-law, Robert L. May. So it was all in the family.
0: Yeah, wow. It's a Christmas tradition family right there. I know. Sheesh.
1: So, Burl Ives, I think, is the most familiar person that was in that. Although, I can't tell you what he looked like.
0: No, me either. All I know Burl Ives from is his headline as a character in Rudolph the the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I know him. That's why he's famous to me.
1: Sam the Snowman. Yeah. He was actually the only actor, though, in the movie that was not Canadian. That's wild. And the only actor to receive residuals. And even beyond his death in 1995,
0: you know, his estate still receives residuals. I wonder if they still get it now. like Because uh, I assume that special is still on.
1: It is. I think it still airs every year.
0: That's crazy. So
1: as far as Wikipedia says, yeah. the estate is still getting the residuals.
0: Good choice there, Burl.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so the other characters we know, obviously Rudolph. You got Hermie. Hermie is the elf that actually doesn't want to be an elf. He wants to be a dentist.
0: He's a bit of a misfit. Misfit <laughs> elf.
1: Then you have Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus. Yukon Cornelius.
0: Boy, I love that Yukon Cornelius. <laughs>
1: now, this is King Moon Racer. Yeah. Who's that?
0: That's the lion from the island of misfit toys.
1: Oh. Well, that's funny because on my list, I have various misfit toys. It's weird that they like listed King Moon Racer as...
0: Well, that's because like Hermie dentists on him with his teeth. Like, he's a bit more of a oh, notable character. Okay. Not too much more than like the who's the Jack and it's Charlie in the Box and the polka dotted elephant.
1: And they also listed like Dolly. Oh,
0: but, Dolly. But too. then it's
1: like various misfit toys. Yeah. Anyway, then there's Fireball, who's Rudolph's friend, Yeah. which I just kept singing. Dun, 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 dun,
0: dun. Fireball. <laughs> Fireball.
1: Fireball. And you have Clarice, who is just the adorable little girl that so Rudolph sweet. has a crush on, and or she has a crush on Rudolph.
0: They're crushing on each other. Yeah, Instant attraction.
1: It was fate. Love at first sight. <laughs> so then you have Donner and Mrs. Donner, who are Rudolph's parents.
0: Yes. She doesn't have a name. She's just Mrs. Donner. Just Mrs.
1: Donner, same as Mrs. Claus. Yeah. You have Comet, or Coach Comet. Coach Comet. <laughs> Uh, Clarice's father who doesn't have a name you've got the boss elf which is the one that's like ordering everybody around
0: yeah who and to just... me it, that looks like John Favreau like how John Favreau didn't play that role in elf <laughs> it is beyond <laughs> me because that looks like John Favreau from 1964 whatever year this was
1: that's funny well speaking of elf we just watched the holiday movies that made us the Elf episode. Yeah. We were so excited because we love the movies that made us and the toys that made us. And they had only released two episodes so far, so I don't know if they're going to continue to release more episodes through I the holidays. Hope they do. I yeah. hope so, too, because was was it was just Elf and the Nightmare Before Christmas.
0: Yeah.
1: So, it was interesting, though, learning some things about Elf, that Particularly about like the legal issues that yeah. they dealt with because it was so heavily inspired by Rudolph. Obviously, they they even wanted like Rankin ba- and Bass to help them with the stop motion. Yeah, you know, <laughs> which they declined. Yes, these legal issues were so much so that we almost saw Buddy in a blue elf costume.
0: Yeah, I think we saw just artwork of it. Right, we never yeah. actually saw any footage. I don't know that they filmed it. I think they just storyboarded.
1: Well, it. they said that they. Had started out, I think, filming two different versions, where one where he's wearing green and one where he's wearing blue. No, and then they—I no? don't
0: think that's the case because they well, were. I was saying, making
1: a charcuterie board. In the right <laughs> I <time>. know
0: <laughs> they were really worried that they would have to go back and refilm that stuff.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Or they were going to try to change it digitally, but they weren't sure how that was going to look.
1: But what was interesting, though, in rewatching Rudolph, only the boss elf had the green. Yeah. Outfit He's that got looks the buddy like what outfit. Buddy is wearing. Right. And then the other elves were all wearing blue.
0: They're all in blue. So why wouldn't that be more of a copyright issue or whatever right. the issue is? Well, and like so the, the,
1: the outfit that Zoe Deschanel's character is wearing at the end is like the pink one, just like the girls are wearing.
0: Oh, I never noticed And Rudolph, that. too. That's funny.
1: I love it. But obviously they ended up getting by.
0: They worked it out. Yeah. Because that snowman... I Sam know. the snowman in Rudolph is the same character. But I'm in so Elf.
1: glad they let them do that because that's what makes it so like right away you feel nostalgic when you're watching Elf. Like exactly, that, that was genius on their part but, too.
0: But you understand that it's a fully separate movie. That's not the same yeah, character. it's, it's
1: basically it's, just like a, an homage to them.
0: Exactly. It was. Is that the right way to say that? Yeah, that's okay. the perfect word to say.
1: All right, so you know we do it every time. Yeah. Favorite moments.
0: For me, I love the Abominable Snowman slash Abominable Snow Monster. That's his actual name. I always thought it was the Abominable Snowman. Yeah. But it's the Snow Monster. He's just so big and his hair is crazy. And he's <laughs> at first like so mean and they y- <laughs> he yank, yank his teeth his deep. And then he, he becomes happy. So I, I love that guy. I would actually, I'd love to find like a figurine of him. I think that'd be fun to have. I think I just
1: saw like a Christmas ornament or something
0: of him. I'll have to look at that.
1: You always go for the bad guys.
0: I do. I I do like the bad guys. (laughs) Other than Stripe.
1: Other than Stripe. I like
0: Stripe. I also love the Island of Misfit toys. Yeah. And I always wanted those toys. You know, I was just like, oh, I want a Charlie in the box. Yeah. And then watching this. It made me feel good that they did find a home in the end, which is funny because that's something that they went back and changed. Mm -hmm. Because on the first release of it, Santa was just dropping presents out of the sleigh, and a whole bunch of either like parents or kids wrote in and said, "What about the toys from the island of the misfit toys? Like,
1: don't make us care about them, and then just forget them? Did they
0: find a home? What happened to them? They wanted to know what happened to them, so they refilmed the ending." And re-released it, and that's when all of the toys except for the bird find a home.
1: (laughs) Listen, let's leave the bird out of it.
0: Listen, that bird can't fly. They said it. This bird can't fly. He can swim, and they give everybody an umbrella. And like the the guy's about to drop the bird out and hand him an umbrella, but it's like, oh, it's a bird. Chucks him.
1: Oh, no
0: umbrella. So everybody
1: a dark side of it is a
0: little dark side, and I bet you they were laughing when they did
1: that. But I do love that with, with the misfits and with Hermie and Rudolph. And like the reason that they connected was because they were, they both felt like misfits yeah. and outcasts. You they know? were
0: not accepted for who they were.
1: And they, I you know, that. had their, why am I such a misfit?
0: I'm not just a... Knit. Knit. Wit. wit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and finally, as I mentioned earlier, I love Yukon Cornelius, but specifically... When he licks his axe and yells,
1: silver!
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that noise that he makes, he's like.
1: <laughs> Ew. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that always cracks me up. It just made me laugh today. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's those are mine. What about you?
1: Really, the, the big thing. Well, okay. I do love when Mrs. Claus is trying to fatten up Santa. <laughs>
0: yeah. And she's like, eat, eat, eat. Everyone needs a fat Santa.
1: <laughs> Nobody ever liked a skinny Santa. <laughs> yeah. And then the best part is when Clarice tells Rudolph that she thinks he's cute. And because he's got his little cap over his nose that his dad put on there, he's like all stopped up sounded. And he's like, I'm cute. I'm cute. <laughs> he, we do
0: that all the time. We do.
1: It's funny. Like, th- that's definitely one of our quotes that we it say is. to each other.
0: Anytime that you tell lot. me I'm cute, I'm like, I'm cute. She <laughs> thinks I'm cute. <laughs>
1: so maybe that's why i love it so much because it just it's a little moment for us it is but it is really cute how like fireballs all like pushing rudolph to go talk to her and all that like she's
0: not gonna like me she's not gonna like me
1: (laughs) (laughs) but she does like him she likes him because of his nose
0: that's right instant attraction between those two deer uh reindeer (laughs) All right, so next up, we got A Charlie Brown Christmas. Yay! Yay! That made its debut on CBS December 9th, 1965.
1: So just a year later.
0: A year later. Keep cranking them out. Of course, this is based on Peanuts by Charles Schultz.
1: Charles M. Schultz.
0: Charles M. Schultz, sorry. (laughs) So it was, you know, based on that, also written by him as far as the the screenplay.
1: The theme music, as we know, was composer Vince Garaldi, I think is how you say it.
0: Sounds about right. (laughs) Easy for you to say.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Or not so easy.
0: (laughs) So in doing some reading, the producers and network thought this was going to be a big failure because first of all, they hired child actors to do the voices, which was not the norm at the time. So funny. There was a a jazz based music score, Mm -hmm. which was also not normal. And there was no laugh track.
1: Which I love. I appreciate that. I, I hate, I'm not. I'm not a fan of a laugh. I hate track. laugh tracks. <laughs> and
0: <laughs> sorry, obviously, sorry,
1: Friends lovers.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen. Sometimes they're like. I don't notice it when I listen to Seinfeld or when I watch Seinfeld. Yeah. I do notice it on like Friends.
1: You know, maybe this is a question for people that continuously binge Friends because mm-hmm. I obviously watched it as it was airing, right? But I didn't really go back and binge it, but I tried to watch it on Netflix, you know, a couple of years ago, and the laugh track was just...
0: It was jarring.
1: It was so bad. Maybe
0: it's because we hadn't heard it in so long. I think
1: so. But I mean, I watched How I Met Your Mother and some other, you know, kind of sitcoms like that, and it doesn't bother me. But maybe with Friends, it calmed down after a while. Potentially. If you watch Friends, let me know. Because I do have love for that show, obviously. It's just... Just trying to rewatch it, it, it was bothersome. It
0: was a struggle. We turned it on. And I was just like, oh, this is weird.
1: It was very distracting. It was. But anyway, back to the movie. Back
0: to the movie. <laughs> our TV special.
1: Obviously, the producer and the critics were wrong. And it it was a big hit. It wasn't a failure.
0: Yeah. I mean, how many years has it been now? That was what, 1965? Yeah. Right? How many years is that? Quick math. 55 years. Is that right? I don't know. It is right. <laughs> it's about to be 56. <laughs> Well, it's about to be 55, I guess. No, about to be. Yeah, it's about to be 55. It's crossing over to 55 here in a couple of days, but it really has stood the test of time because it's one that I think people still watch. I know I do.
1: Oh, there was an uproar this year because they said they weren't going to air it for the first time in forever. And we had this discussion because I see people talking about it, you know, on social media about how excited they get about it airing every year. And To me, we just have everything digitally. So I just think we can watch that whenever we want. I don't ever. But I think it's because we don't watch anything live
0: anymore. Right.
1: And so that concept is kind of gone for us. But I kind of love that some people still will watch it like as it airs on. Yeah, there is something special
0: to that. Mm -hmm. It's different to just watch television as it's provided to you versus watching on demand. Right. You know, if you don't have it sitting there on your DVR, then you have to wait for somebody to play it for you, Mm -hmm. which is different. So it's old school. It is old school.
1: But I, I I kind of, I think that's endearing. I, you know, like I said initially, I was like, "What's the big uproar?" Like, just you—it's not like you can't get it in some other way. Yeah, because
0: what it was going to be on Apple TV Plus. Yeah, no, I mean
1: it was also released on DVD. People
0: Yeah, but people get used to watching it on broadcast television or
1: Yeah, you know. I I just <laughs> love the the tradition of it and I don't think they should ever take it off.
0: I don't think so either, but they did pay for it, so that's a like they bought it, mm-hmm. you know, with the idea that hey, people will come u- use our service because this kind of content is here.
1: And all that does is just piss people off.
0: It does, but in their defense, I'm not a defender of big corporations. Mm-hmm. I think the original plan was still to have it on television at a scheduled time but then before the upload
1: stream whenever you want.
0: Yeah. But you can get it on demand right. on the streaming service. But who knows? I probably have that wrong. Screw Apple. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. Sorry. Sorry. They probably heard that.
1: We love Apple.
0: Yeah. We love you, Apple. <laughs> okay. So a quick synopsis of this one. I mean, it's a pretty straightforward story. Mm-hmm. Charlie Brown is depressed. Because, we talked about
1: that in yeah. the last episode about
0: how he's like a depressed nine-year-old. He is. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> he's once again depressed because nobody really sent him a Christmas card or yes, wished him Merry really Christmas. He's not really in the
1: Christmas spirit.
0: He's not. So, uh, eventually, like, Lucy pulls him in to direct... Yeah, she wants school to distract play. him.
1: She thinks if she just gets his mind off of like yeah. feeling so bummed out that he'll kind of just get out of his funk.
0: Yeah, which is actually That's good, good on idea. Lucy. Not normally her role. Right, right, right. Normally she's yanking the football out from uh-huh. poor Chuck. <laughs> but this way she's trying to help him for the most part in her own way. Yeah. And it does kind of work. So he is the director of the school play. Of course, nobody's really listening to him. Kids are just kind of dancing around and mm-hmm. doing their own thing. He has to go get a Christmas tree for
1: the Play the right? set
0: okay, yeah. yeah, for the set, and he gets the most Charlie Brown Christmas tree ever. Like, it is pitiful looking.
1: What is the the line that Linus says of all the Charlie Browns, you're the Charlie Browniest, you're
0: the Charlie Browniest <laughs> of all the trees? This is the Charlie Browniest.
1: I don't know, I can't
0: remember exactly what he says. It's one of those two, probably yours. <laughs> so he brings it back. Everybody's like, Oh, Chuck, that tree's terrible, yada yada yada, which he feels bad about, but he then he just thinks
1: everything is too commercialized for Christmas, you know, he does, regarding Christmas.
0: which is funny because we came across them shopping for the tree
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they were complaining about all these aluminum trees, yes. which is a new thing to me. I never realized there were aluminum trees. You, you already knew about it.
1: Yeah, the big silver trees that everybody had. I actually was just looking at a post that someone had shared that had all of these great photos of ladies standing in front of their Christmas trees from probably like the 50s and 60s. And they were just so amazing. And um,
0: incredible photos. Wow. Yeah. Ladies were proud. I mean, they were dolled up. Yep, Like dressed to the nine, some of them in like a ball gown. Yes. Sitting in like matched with their tree theme. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Some it was. Of them, yeah. It's
0: incredible. Some great photos.
1: Yeah, uh, my sister-in-law and I, Sarah, were actually talking about starting a tradition new tradition of doing that, where we get all dolled up and you know have someone take a picture of us in front of our tree and then have it printed. Right on the back of it, like they used to do. Like
0: what year, what month, and year it was. Yeah,
1: so like just a little message, a little greeting, and then send it to each other and make that a new tradition that we do every year. I like and that I idea. And I need to not forget to do that this year because I do really it. love that idea.
0: Well, the tree's up. It's 99% decorated. The only part that it lacks is
1: the top that I had sitting there for you for weeks Which a week
0: now. I'm supposed to do. Put it on the he's list. The, he's
1: the ladder guy.
0: I'm the ladder guy. I'm going to do it <laughs> within the next. Three days, I promise.
1: But anyway, about those aluminum trees, (laughs) what was really cool to read was that about two years after this special first aired, apparently they stopped manufacturing those trees because I guess they just got a really bad rap. Because of
0: how commercialized they were, I guess. Right, and yeah. how
1: Charlie Brown was, you know, dogging on them. Right,
0: right. But we we Can actually I just went say and dogging
1: on them. Yeah,
0: that's. I mean, it's that's what a, he was doing. It's
1: not a phrase I normally say. Mm, Interesting. Yeah, it's, in, it's
0: in your vernacular now. <laughs> uh, but when they were shopping for it, we actually went and looked because. Linus was like banging on one tree like it was a yeah, solid like it was a metal aluminum yeah. or metal structure mm-hmm. and those appear to have not existed right. at least in large format. I
1: think that was just their way of insinuating that they this were This is different. aluminum. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But uh, yeah, so they they get the tree, they go back, nobody likes it. Charlie Brown's even more depressed. Mm-hmm. Everybody chips in and decides to decorate this tree and somehow and you notice this it magically changes from the most pathetic looking three branch tree into a full christmas tree that they've decorated a
1: normal shaped christmas tree yeah
0: Full, just like because branches everywhere. Put,
1: all they've done is taken the decorations off of Snoopy's doghouse and put them onto this very, you know, barely there tree. Yeah. And now it's like this. It's still short, but it's a full Christmas tree.
0: What point did you bring up about the decorations on Snoopy's Well, I
1: doghouse. just thought it was interesting that Charlie Brown was so appalled by the way that Snoopy had decorated his house.
0: Because Snoopy was participating in, in the neighborhood contest for best decorated yes. house.
1: And he just thought that was terrible. The
0: super commercial.
1: Right. But then taking those same decorations and putting them on his tree, all of a sudden, it's, okay. it's fine and everybody's happy. Yeah. I don't know. I thought that was interesting.
0: It is an interesting point. I had never noticed that before.
1: The other thing I know that I read about was how Charles M. Schultz had decided to put in, you know, Charlie Brown's meaning of Christmas, the true meaning of Christmas. Yeah. The story of the birth of Jesus. Yeah. And basically reading that, like, I think Linus, you know, reads the... That
0: the nativity scripture. is it yeah it's like the nativity right
1: yeah yeah it's like the same story my dad used to read that to my sister and i yeah. every christmas eve night
0: i think it's the nativity yeah that's what it's called but that's a guess
1: let's just call it the nativity we're gonna call
0: it the nativity. i mean i
1: know the nativity scene yeah i didn't know that that's i thought they just called it like
0: <sighs> i'm probably a wrong christmas story i i just want someone to shred me and tell me i'm wrong <laughs>
1: That's when you know you've made it.
0: That's right. When I get shredded for saying something wrong, we can say whatever we want to right now. Nobody's shredding anybody.
1: (laughs) 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 Right now, people are just either being nice or not saying anything. They're
0: all very nice. (laughs) We appreciate all of you, even you in Malta.
1: (gasps) That is correct. We had a listener in Malta, and I looked it up because I didn't even know where it was.
0: I knew it was in Europe. Yeah. I'd forgotten that it was an island in the Mediterranean.
1: It's smack in the middle of like Italy, Spain, Greece, like all these wonderful places. It's just this little island. And I was like, there's this little dot, the little person. Yeah. I looked at the map. There's this one little They could little be a person. big person. They could be
0: six foot eight. We well, don't know if they're little. <laughs> I'm
1: not saying a they're small, a little person. A
0: small thing on a map.
1: I'm saying. Stop it. <laughs> this little dot on a map. I don't care about your size. This person listened to our podcast. They were listening to us talk about gremlins and Home Alone. And I thought that was pretty cool.
0: Welcome our listener from Malta. Welcome. Whoever you are.
1: We hope you'll come back.
0: Yes, please come back. All right, so character-wise, it's the standard, almost standard No, it's not actually.
1: There's a few missing people, but go ahead. You're
0: right. You got Charlie. You got Linus. Lucy. Sally, who is Charlie's sister. Mm -hmm. Schroeder. Shermie. Patty. Patty isn't in there.
1: Shermie actually kind of went away after a while. He wasn't like a big character. Patty... This That's patty not. is a different pat It's not peppermint patty.
0: Okay. So I was going to say, I, I, I noticed, or you noticed and reminded me. Peppermint that peppermint patty and Marcy isn't in it either. Yeah. Then you got Pigpen, Violet, Frida, and Snoopy.
1: And Frida is the curly-headed redhead, but it's not the same. Natural
0: as the curly-headed.
1: <laughs> Her and
0: natural curls.
1: Yes. But it's not the same as the little red-headed girl that Charlie Brown had a crush on.
0: And then you also have a bunch of kids from St. Paul's Episcopal Church in San Rafael, California, singing the children's Christmas songs.
1: Yeah, they did the vocals. Yeah. You did say Snoopy, right?
0: I did say Snoopy. Okay. Can't leave out Snoopy. You know who wasn't in there? No Woodstock. No Woodstock.
1: Yeah, he must have come later too. So my favorite moments from this one, really, it's pretty basic. But I love the scene when Schroeder is playing the piano and all the kids are dancing and it's just the repetitive moves that they all have. It just always makes me smile. It's
0: super 60s too. Yeah. Like their movements. Uh
1: Uh-huh. And even like later on, they go back to dancing and it's still the same moves. Yeah. It's just so much fun, even though it annoys the crap out of Charlie. (laughs) And then at the end, when they're all singing, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, I just love any of the Peanuts stuff when they're singing because they tilt their heads back and all you see are their big, wide mouths yeah. and just the little tips of their noses. Yeah. And it's just so cute.
0: It's like A big oval head with just a mouth.
1: Yeah, it's just classic Peanuts. Yep, I love it.
0: Uh, for me, I loved when Snoopy was imitating Lucy. That was hilarious. And she was getting mad at him. <laughs> I love that.
1: I think I read that they were talking about how, you know, obviously they couldn't give Snoopy... They couldn't make him a talking dog yeah but so he's basically like an animated groucho marks
0: oh yeah that makes sense mm-hmm. okay but i love that part i also love just the soundtrack in general
1: that's so good that's
0: the best part of this whole thing to me just it's
1: to- such a vibe it, like it, i would love yeah. to just have that on vinyl and just have it playing throughout our house yeah all day long
0: absolutely and then i love that pitiful christmas tree it is so pitiful <laughs> You're just like, can I get like a recreation of that?
1: They sell them, I think. I've seen them. We need that. Even with little Linus's blanket wrapped around around the bottom. <laughs> yeah. That's another thing that I talked about when we watched it. I love Linus's commitment to his blanket. Like, yeah. No matter who teases him about it, he is not ashamed of the fact that he loves his blanket. He knows it's a crutch for him, and he just leans into it. Yeah. Everybody has their thing.
0: He's going to suck his thumb, and he's going to have his blanket. And he's going to use that blanket as a weapon.
1: And all sure. of you can just back off. Right. Like, do your thing. We all have our things. I read it something. It makes them feel better.
0: I read something somewhere where kids that do suck their thumb mm-hmm. actually have a higher tolerance to viruses and getting sick.
1: Because they put so many germs in their mouth.
0: It's got to be, yeah.
1: Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. But anyway, that was a lot of fun to rewatch. I mean, I, I think I rewatch it almost every year.
0: Yeah, very rarely do I miss it. It usually is on at least once in the holiday season.
1: Yeah, even if it's on in the background, it just gives you those those good Christmassy feels.
0: Yeah, it was great to rewatch it and we'll watch it again.
1: Now I kind of want to, like I used to read the comics, but now I feel like I want to watch all the other specials. We watched the Thanksgiving one.
0: Yeah, because there's like what, The Great Pumpkin? Oh, we
1: watched that too this year. We watched
0: that and then. There's
1: got to be more.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll go look and see what's out there. Because I want to see watch. more
1: Peppermint Patty.
0: Uh, I think we were talking about this earlier. I think there was some kind of an animated Peanuts movie here recently. I might have seen that in the theater. I can't recall. I feel like I, I watched it. I feel like
1: it. I saw that up at, in New York at like Dan and Tori's house. I feel like Ashlyn was watching
0: it. Maybe that's what it was. We'll have to go check it out, though.
1: Yeah, I love the Peanuts gang. Ditto. So then we have Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. 1966
0: the hits keep on coming
1: the next year it originally aired on cbs on december 18th so it's based on the 1957 book by the same name the special was directed and co-produced by chuck jones obviously also co-produced by dr seuss which is ted geisel geisel or Geisel? geisel i'm not actually sure how that is
0: one of the two will do. It's Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss. Good enough.
1: <laughs> anyway, it stars Boris Karloff as the Grinch and he's also the narrator, and he's actually the only actor that's credited.
0: Yeah, I was thinking about that. Like
1: Because you have also like Max the dog and yeah. Cindy Lou Who.
0: Voice-wise, right? Right. Yeah, cuz Cindy well, talks. Well, I guess Max doesn't. Yeah. Talk, Cindy speaks, sorry.
1: He probably makes noises though, I think. Yeah. Max does. Thurl Ravenscroft. Mm-hmm. He was the bass vocalist who did You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. You're a
0: Mean One, Mr. (sighs) Grinch.
1: So because Thurl wasn't credited for this song, people thought that Karloff was the one that sang it. He was given credit for the vocals. And Seuss felt so bad afterwards that he wrote letters to columnists and called Ravensclough to apologize because he felt so bad Uh, but then he continued to use him in a lot more of his specials. Like he was in Horton, Here's a Who and the Lorax. So I thought that was cool that obviously they made amends.
0: Yeah. And it confused me today too. I was like, wow, is that Boris Karloff singing?
1: I thought it was funny that you asked that because I had just read yesterday about that.
0: Right. Did you know that this has a 100 on Rotten Tomatoes?
1: Yeah, I just saw that. I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. I actually wonder now what all the others are rated.
0: Yeah, I'll have to go look.
1: I feel like I saw that Rudolph maybe was a 95%, but I didn't see all the others.
0: I want to go see the negative reviews. Yeah. Like, this doesn't look real at all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like you, Con- <laughs> Those Cornelius. are the things
1: you just don't mess with. Like, yeah. leave the classics alone. Exactly. So, I think we all know that The Grinch has been remade twice. Once in 2000, it was the live action one with... Jim Carrey as the Grinch.
0: Yeah. And such a great visual realization of Dr. Seuss.
1: I thought it was great.
0: Yeah. I, I did too. I loved seeing
1: all of that. There were a few little plot things that seemed odd, but yeah. it's because you don't have a lot to go on. It's like a 26 minute animated special. Right.
0: Got some space to fill. You've
1: got, yeah. It's a lot of, lot of things you got to fill in there, you know, and they do the backstory of the Grinch. And uh, I listened to another podcast where they kind of. <laughs> we're tearing the movie apart a little bit. The two thousand one, one? Yeah. It wasn't as bad as their recap of Polar Express.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah.
1: they were talking about how creepy, well, maybe not so much the, the younger version of the Grinch, but there are dolls that are being sold, that have been being sold of the baby Grinch, or I guess... Yeah, I guess you see him as a baby, just talking about how creepy they are and stuff. So
0: that baby Grinch is a little creepy.
1: He's yeah, he's like cute, but he's creepy. He's he's no baby Yoda, (laughs) but I think they make him seem more lovable when you see him as a as a little guy.
0: You do feel bad for him, you know. You see
1: where he like gets made fun of and things like that. Poor little guy. So then there's the new animated version that's just called The Grinch that is starring uh, Benedict. Cumberbatch. Have I seen
0: Batch. that? I don't. I don't know that I've watched. We that. were
1: talking about that. I think on the last episode. I think it's been on while you've been in the room. Okay. With one of our nephews watching. I gotcha. Because one year we were in New York, they were playing that on. Oh, the
0: that's beat. right. That's right. Yeah.
1: Um. But we should actually just sit and watch it.
0: And we do attention. need to put it on. There, yeah. Because <laughs> I love.
1: I've heard it's really good. I do
0: like Benedict and it has a good cast. Yeah. Favorite wise, I always feel so bad for Max the dog. Like the Grinch's dog, mm-hmm. he takes a beating in this movie.
1: Yeah, he does.
0: Yeah, he's pulling that sled up a mountain. Mm-hmm. Well, well, he's pulling it down the mountain, and then he's got to pull it all the way up the mountain, loaded with all of the Who's presents he's and hard. their decorations. Big shout out to Max the dog. I like Max the dog. <laughs> <laughs> I also love the visual design. An animation of the Grinch, you know, like when he gets that really evil smile to me, he just looks like a giant radish. <laughs> a giant <laughs> he does. You pointed radish. that out when
1: we were watching. I was like, he does kind of look like a radish. Yeah.
0: Uh, so that's one of my favorites. I, always, I
1: love when he, you know, becomes the nice Grinch because then like, I think his eyes change color. I feel like they weren't blue before and all of a sudden they're blue. Oh,
0: and, I never noticed that.
1: And he just seems so much more friendly. I like I, that version.
0: Yeah, I do like when he becomes nice. Um, Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. (laughs) I also love seeing animated Dr. Seuss landscapes.
1: Yeah, it's always so much fun. Yeah. uh,
0: The mountains are like so tall Mm -hmm. and high and scary, you know, and everything's just so interesting. Um, So that's a favorite of mine. And, And finally... I love the roast Christmas beast, whatever that is. <laughs> roast beast. Roast beast. It's
1: quite the feast. They yes. Had.
0: Quite the feast. I
1: guess feast, it's turkey. And they feast and they feast and they feast.
0: You probably know it a little better than I do. Oh, yeah. But that, yeah, that's what I got. How about you?
1: Well, I really love when Cindy Lou who wakes up and goes down and she's like, Santa. And he gets her some. I forget now if it's like warm milk or a cup of water or something. He gives her a, a drink and like sends I guess her back it was to warm bed. In. Yeah. So well, there's like this little moment where he seems like he's sweet.
0: Yeah, but he's tricking her because he's like, right? I'm taking this tree because it was broken, and yeah. I'm going to fix it for you. I'm going to bring it back to you, which he does. Yeah, but that wasn't his original intention.
1: Exactly. But she just seems so young, like that she wouldn't even understand that. But. Yeah. In the 2000 version, you've got Taylor Momsen playing Cindy Lou Who. She later was on Gossip Girl, but she's a little older, so she's more aware, coherent. Yes. <laughs> but I also love like when he is stealing everything. I love the part where he like takes the cane and he is basically playing a game of pool with the Christmas ornaments. Yeah. So he like hits the ball and They go in them the mouse go, hole and they like bounce off of everything and go into the mouse hole. Yeah. And then go into the into his bag. Or his sack.
0: His sack. <laughs> his never-ending sack.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Also, definitely the end when they all come together, all the who's come together. And even though, like, you don't even see them for one second be sad about their Christmas. Before. No, they don't care. Looks like. We don't see what it was like when they woke up and walked out and saw their that everything was stolen from them, yeah. Not only their Christmas, but their food and everything.
0: Yeah, he basically emptied their houses.
1: Right, and how did nobody wake up other than Cindy Lou Hill?
0: Maybe he's super silent.
1: I guess so. But they didn't care. They all went out. They still held hands and stood in a circle and sang there, <laughs> And it was like, this is the meaning of Christmas, is coming together. And just basking in the love and yeah. singing together. And, you know, it's almost, they they show you this big, like, <laughs> it looks like a sun, like a, this sparkly ball in the middle. And then it kind of goes up. It's almost like the inner, you know, if you're getting like all woo about it, it's like their <laughs> energy, you know, is like all come together with this love. And it goes up to the Grinch and then he can feel it, you know. <laughs> Um, but that's when I think of the Grinch. I probably think of you're a mean one. You know, I think of that, and right. I think of this part. You know, the end where even though he took it all away, they still were grateful. They still
0: they had were still celebrating love. Christmas. They were celebrating
1: yeah. Christmas was in their hearts. Yes. <laughs> also, another thing. It's just a little cute thing. But at the end, when they all come together and have their feast.
0: With the roast beast.
1: With the roast beast (laughs) and the Grinch is slicing it up and serving it. These little guys come out with like the serving dishes and there's a bigger one and he opens it and then a little smaller one comes out of that and then he opens it and a little smaller. It's like, it's like Russian nesting dolls in a way. (laughs) And so you get down to like a very tiny one who comes out and presents Cindy Lou with a strawberry. Yeah,
0: (laughs) (laughs) that was funny.
1: I just think it's so cute. And also, like you said, you were talking about how, you know, the big tall mountains and all of that. I love Whoville, just the way that it looks and the, the vibe, their houses, the way everything's decorated. And one of my favorite things when I lived in Orlando was going to Islands of Adventure because they had Whoville or Grinchmas. Did I think they? is what they would call it. And oh, so it was like this whole land that was Whoville. And it just, it's, it's mostly, well, I guess maybe it's called Dr. Seuss land. Okay. But they turn it into Grinchmas at Christmas time. That's cool. Yeah, you can meet the Grinch. Really? I did, yeah. How we tall went is he? and took a picture with him. Is he tall? Yeah, he's probably like over six feet tall. Nice. But it's just really cute the way that it's decorated. I've always had a thing for Dr. Seuss anyway. Like as a teacher, you know, every year where I taught in Florida, you know, you would pick a theme for your class at the beginning of the year and that mm-hmm. would be how you would decorate everything, how you would do their cubbies and their folders and their just everything. And so once I did Dr. Seuss, I never looked back like I did Dr. Seuss every year because it just was so cute. There were so many cute things you could do with it. Cat in the hat. Yeah. thing one and thing two, you know, the lorax, that just everything and at christmas time obviously. Yeah. I did the Grinch. <laughs> I remember though, like there were so many cute things you can do with the Grinch, you know, art-wise and party favor-wise and things like that. But I had one student who was terrified of the Grinch. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> so, I remember her mom told me and I was just like, "Sorry" because I had like a giant poster of the grinch i think on my front door of my classroom Welcome. she was like afraid to come in every morning and i was like oh no like, i didn't even really think about that
0: did you leave it up
1: yeah she just got over it
0: <laughs> you helped her
1: I'm, like listen honey i'm not taking down my whole theme cuz you're great. afraid i think i just really tried to focus on when he becomes nice his heart grows three sizes
0: yeah, because it starts out three sizes. Two sizes, too small. Two sizes, too small.
1: Mm-hmm. But really, you know, we didn't actually give the summary of it, but that's that's really what it is. Like, he's just this grumpy old man who's yeah. alone. Got and no he's got no
0: Christmas spirit. Basically
1: bitter that everybody else is so happy and he's not. And so he thinks that they're happy for the wrong reasons. He's prejudging them and thinking that they're just all into their basically stuff, their the, decorations, the commercialism their presents, of Christmas yeah. and, the, and things. And so he's like, what are they going to do without all that stuff? Yeah. Maybe they'll be as miserable as I am.
0: Little Is does he I know. Think, yeah. Right. They show him.
1: They do. They the teach him. The
0: meaning of Christmas. And his heart grows from two sizes too small to whatever size it ends up he being. Grows
1: three sizes. That's
0: right. That's the breakdown of that movie.
1: Mm-hmm. it was great love though. is all you need
0: love is all you need
1: love is all you
0: need all right so next up the last one happy, happy birthday. birthday happy birthday <laughs> <laughs> we've got frosty the snowman frosty. frosty first aired december 7th is that a birthday of somebody we know it
1: is a birthday oh, of somebody it's we know.
0: coming up
1: your bro that's tomorrow actually yeah. but that's not when this is airing
0: yeah <laughs> So December 7th, 1969 on CBS once again. And once again, it's another Rankin and Bass production, which I did not know. I knew about Rankin and Bass. Like I remember seeing that in Rudolph. I don't remember that with this, but I noticed that today.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, and I think it's really because Rudolph was the inspiration for Frosty. Okay. Is what I read. And so that's probably why they went with Rankin and Bass when they turned it into a movie.
0: So it was originally a popular Christmas song. Frosty the Snowman, Mm -hmm. was written by Walter Jack Rollins and Steve Nelson. The television special was written by Romeo Muller, directed by one of the Rankins, Arthur Rankin Jr. and Jules Bass. It featured the voices of comedian Jimmy Durante, who was the film's narrator and actually was his last performance-
1: I meant to look it up because I I wondered if, you know, how he's portrayed in animation, if that's kind of what
0: what he he looks like.
1: Should I look it up right now?
0: Yeah, do it. I'll go through these other ones and then you let us know. You got Billy DeWolf as Professor Hinkle and Jackie Vernon as Frosty. Those are the main players. You also have Karen. You got the rabbit, Hocus Pocus and Santa Claus.
1: Of course, you can't forget Santa Claus. No,
0: Santa's in there.
1: And I've looked up... Jimmy Durante, and he does look like him.
0: That's exactly what he looked like. I could see that being the physical version of the cartoon version that I know
1: of. Yep, that's pretty cool.
0: (laughs) So, I mean, Frosty is a pretty straightforward story. Also,
1: just if you know the song, you know the story pretty much. If you
0: know the song, you know the story. Frosty gets this magic hat, and it brings the snowman to life. You get this, I don't know if this is part of the song, but you have an evil magician who wants his hat back.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's not in the song. Yeah,
0: it's not in the song. So he wants to get his hat back. Anytime you take the hat off of Frosty, he goes back to being a normal snowman. He's also obviously very vulnerable to heat. So they're...
1: Right. He says he doesn't like red thermometers. Yeah, he doesn't
0: like red thermometers. (laughs) So he's trying to go to the North Pole because he can live there year round and visit the kids on Christmas. So that's what this TV special is about.
1: And the kids basically trying to save him and get him to the North Pole.
0: Yeah, specifically Karen, who was with him. Yes. And mistakenly goes in a refrigerated boxcar. I don't know where they're coming from, but I know that ticket was originally $3,000 in to get 1969. To the North Pole. So that had to be quite the trip. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, she has to or they both have to get out of the refrigerated car because she's about to die. She's going to be a Karen. Yeah, that
1: wasn't that wasn't a very wise decision. No. Also, just her getting on the train and going with them. And she's like, sure, I don't think my mother would mind.
0: As long as I'm back before dinner.
1: <laughs> right. right. You know, and not I, guess understanding. That's a, I guess that's a kid thing to do. It's, kid it's not thing. understanding. Like, this will be fine. You know, and you shouldn't go away with strangers. You shouldn't yeah. trust talking snowmen.
0: So, you know, Frosty <laughs> Frosty saves her, uh, gets the rabbit, I think, to light a fire? Or no, he finds yeah, the, some well, the woodland rabbit. creatures, right?
1: Yeah, the rabbit talks to the woodland creatures. And
0: they light them. a fire. Then this magician comes blows the fire out. What which damn. is a real mean thing to do. And then they escape because he's chasing him. He wants the hat back. She hops on Frosty's back and rides him like a sled yeah. down the mountain. Yeah, And he finds a random greenhouse that Someone is growing Christmas flowers in. Mm-hmm. What kind of flower do you know? Poinsettias. A poinsettia. Yeah. He takes her in there to you know warm her up. About to leave, magician locks him in there. or Frosty melts. She's it's crying. So sad. Santa shows up, lets us know Frosty's made out of Christmas snow. <laughs> so he opens the door. The best kind of snow. That's the best kind of snow because it always comes back. Opens the door. Cold air hits him. Frosty's back. Santa threatens the magician with no more presents. If he goes after that hat, so
1: you'll be on the naughty list forever
0: permanent naughty list. Santa takes Frosty off to the North Pole and they on his sleigh on his sleigh and they live happily ever after.
1: He's always going to come back again someday. That's right. Also, just a quick side note, yes, yeah. always bothered me that the kids are in school on Christmas Eve.
0: Yeah, you mentioned that. I had never thought about that. I was like, yeah, what are these kids doing in school? Is it a 1969 thing?
1: Maybe so, I don't know.
0: I I figure there was break back then. They would have Christmas break.
1: I guess we need to ask somebody. If you were in school in 1969, let us know. Did you not get out of school for Christmas break?
0: So what are your favorites from this?
1: I feel like this is kind of random, but I just love when the kids are all trying to give Frosty a name. Yeah. (laughs) This one random little guy comes up and he goes, Oatmeal!
0: (laughs) Yeah, that was funny.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember even what some of the other suggestions were, but they were like typical names yeah. for something. And he just goes, me oh, and they all just ignore him.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah, they just skip right over. And I'm like, that's actually a good name. Good job, little guy.
1: <laughs> and I just think it's fun when they're all like once Frosty's alive and... They're parading through the town while the song's playing. Yeah, the traffic cop is there, and he swallows his whistle, and then he's like trying to talk, and it's just whistle coming out. <laughs> right. That all that stuff really makes me feel like I'm a kid again.
0: I got gotcha. seeing that. Yeah, for me, it's Hocus Pocus the Rabbit. Yeah, I mean he best. is he's the hero. Nothing happens in this movie without Hocus Pocus. It's true because I, I think the hat. I don't know how the hat originally gets on Frosty. I can't remember. Well, it. the magician found it.
1: or the professor like throws it away.
0: That's right. And they grab it and just put it on there as a decoration. Yeah. Frosty comes alive for a quick second. Happy
1: birthday! Mm-hmm.
0: And then the magician takes it back, but then Hocus gets it back. So, yeah. lots of things happen in this movie because of Hocus. Hocus Pocus.
1: One of the weird things, though, that we were realizing is, as Frosty is carrying Karen through this wintry snow, and they're afraid that she's going to die and yeah, she's know, freezing freeze to death i'm thinking why isn't the warm-blooded creature carrying her made like i sense. know he's small but like it just doesn't make sense like a big snow thing holding you is not going to help you it's gonna if you're make already you colder. freezing to death Right. they really should have thought about that it
0: wasn't thought through i also like when they first build frosty mm-hmm. like that form of the snowman makes me think of when we used to build snowmen Yeah. cuz we get a lot of snow And we would build big snowmen. I remember you
1: talking about that in the last episode and like how Rick would come build these big snow structures. Are there pictures of that? I would love to see some of his. No,
0: I wish there was. Cause I mean, that one I'd mentioned was pretty impressive the snow dinosaur.
1: To me, that reminded me of like being at the beach and when you would walk down and see like these big sand creatures that people would build. Exactly. These movies were definitely a part of my yearly traditions with my family. But what were some things that every year you knew you were going to do on Christmas Eve and on Christmas Day?
0: Well, on Christmas Eve, we would always go to my grandmother's.
1: Oh, yeah. You talked about that. Yeah. yeah.
0: So for Christmas, you know, we'd have Christmas with that side of the family.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, there
0: That's was your always dad,
1: your dad's side? Yeah,
0: my dad's side of the family. My grandma had like this silver tin mm-hmm. that would sit on her dining room table. That always had small packs of M&M's in there. (laughs) And I would crush them, of course. But, you know, we'd all be there. Everybody would exchange gifts. My aunt would always give me some kind of tin of candy, like a giant round cylinder of candy of some kind. Mm -hmm. That's the only, like, really consistent gift. Other than my dad giving me cash. My dad would (laughs) give me cash. My aunt would give me candy. Yeah,
1: Yeah, cash and candy.
0: Yeah, and then for a while, we would spend the night at my dad's house, wake up and have Christmas there. So I get that early Christmas and And then then go back home, go back home. So all the waiting wasn't really an issue that I'd mentioned previously, right. Over at my mom's house, they could sleep in and it would be fine. It wouldn't uh-huh. affect me. I'd already had one Christmas. So I was ready to wait just yeah. a little bit. But then it changed to where we would do Christmas Eve at my grandmother's. And then we would do Christmas with my dad on Christmas Eve. Okay. And then, have to, and then we would go back to my mom's house so we could wake up Christmas with, day with the
1: whole family. Yeah. And
0: then we'd have to wait. Yeah. Which was torturous. <laughs>
1: I mean, Christmas Day, once your parents were up, you opened presents.
0: Yeah. What. Yeah. So, I mean, it was chaotic at my mom's house just mm-hmm. because there was, you know, five kids, which, you know, is a relatively high amount of children. But there was also a lot of gifts. So somebody would, we'd all sit down. Once everybody got up, got downstairs, we'd all sit down in our spots, uh-huh. which would change. It wasn't a consistent place. Then somebody would get voted as Santa. Yes. Um, and it was, you know, you could tell as kids grew up. Uh They would be able to be Santa when once they could handle finding a gift with somebody's name on it and giving it to somebody. They they could be Santa.
1: They could do it quickly,
0: efficiently. Right. (laughs) So you know there was a literally a room full of gifts. Right, a a few of the years, anyways, not every single year, but it was it was actually a pretty big job to try to find them all, get them all distributed. You'd have a mountain Mm -hmm. of gifts in front of you, and then I feel
1: like you needed a few Santas for that.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. you probably that probably would have been a better idea, but it was always just one person. (laughs) But yeah, then we'd all just start tearing through our gifts. I don't think we went one by one.
1: All win at once.
0: I feel like we did. Yeah, it would be too hard to wait for everybody. Way too long. Yeah. I might be having that
1: having a big family and a small family like mine.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then then it was clean up the wrapping paper time, which was no small feat Uh because I mean, it was it was like a sea of wrapping paper. So we'd clean up the wrapping paper and then we'd go play with our toys. And I think we'd eat later on. I don't remember.
1: Okay. I
0: was drunk. I was drunk on my toys at that point.
1: (laughs) The rest is all a blur. The
0: rest is a blur. What about you?
1: Well, I feel like for a lot of years, we would go out and have breakfast on Christmas Eve morning. We'd go to like Shoney's. Do you remember Shoney's? Oh, yeah. It's funny. I just saw my cousin had gone to Shoney's and he would show a picture of like a hot fudge Sunday. I was like, I have not been to Shoney's in like 20 years. But that used to be a place we would go pretty regularly.
0: Was it a buffet? I can't remember. Uh, I didn't go to Shoney's that often down here.
1: No, it wasn't a buffet. I don't
0: know. Okay. There no, it was, there was one here in, in the town that we live in. Yeah. And it's since closed. It's a bank now.
1: Shoney's Big Boy.
0: So we had Big Boy up there, but I wonder it wasn't if that's Shoney's. the
1: same thing. Like, Would it actually big, be
0: like the big boy holding yeah, the hamburger? Yeah, the guy
1: holding that. yeah. Same. We boy. had the big boys up there. Like the red yeah. overalls, I feel like.
0: Yeah, he's holding a giant cheeseburger. Uh-huh. Okay.
1: So maybe it was just Big Boy was probably the the actual chain and then you'd have different names.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Maybe maybe different franchises where they mixed or something. Who knows?
1: Who knows? Anyway, I don't know why I'm talking about that. But then we would also sometimes go to, we'd go to Cracker Barrel a lot on Christmas Eve morning. And then Christmas Eve night, we always went to, it was my dad's side of the family, Usually, it was my Aunt Geneva's house and my Uncle Ed Ray's house. And we, uh, you know, like I said, it's the same group of people that were at the, our Thanksgivings. So, you know, it was a very large group of people, 40 yeah. to 50 people some years.
0: Tight family. Tight-knit, large family.
1: Yes. Um. Well, my dad had, you know, like eight eight brothers and sisters. Yeah. So, that's a lot, of <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> a lot of extended family. Yeah. So, that was always fun. Everybody brought... A dish and we would do a gift exchange, but again, so many people. So we did like a dirty Santa or some people call it like a white elephant. Okay. Well, it wasn't really white elephant because it wasn't like silly gifts. Like they were usually good gifts. Yeah. We'd have like a price range of how much you could spend on it. And eventually that got shut down because there was certain people in her family that got a little a little vicious with it. They got a little upset. It became a little too intense.
0: It always goes that way because we had this a similar thing. Uh-huh. I can't remember when we switched to doing you know the white elephant piece, but people people got bent out of shape one year because there was some re-gifting. That happened from the previous year.
1: Oh, and it was and like a gift that they had brought.
0: Yeah, like somebody else had gotten this one thing given uh. to somebody. And then the next year they brought that, <laughs> which then poisoned the whole oh, no. thing. Not, not to blame it on anybody, but it just caused, like you're saying, uh-huh. it, people started taking it a little bit too seriously. Well,
1: it, it took the fun out of it a little bit.
0: It did, yeah. I never cared. Like it's just like, oh yeah, yeah. Well, great. I mean, I
1: was a kid. You know, I think by the time I became old enough to participate in it, mm-hmm. I it was done. Yeah, we didn't do gifts anymore.
0: We had to have like a vote. On whether or not you could regift, yeah. <laughs> so it, it, that's it, funny. It got it, it got pretty serious.
1: The first year that I came home with you for Christmas was when we had drawn names. I think.
0: Yeah, it, it morphed into drawing names from uh-huh. the secret or the the white elephant.
1: But even thing. then, like we could have never done that. At my no, it was physics. too big. Was too many people.
0: Yeah, like ours, it was like. 12 to 15 people mm-hmm. in in total just cuz it was like the kids and their siblings and my parents and maybe a couple friends if they right. came too. So from a scope standpoint it was a lot smaller than uh, what you were dealing with.
1: Yeah. Well and then as I got older we actually kind of shifted to doing Christmas Eve. It would go around to a few different houses, but it was mostly either at that aunt's house or At my mom's house. And I I personally, I mean, I loved going to my aunt's house, but I loved when we had it at my house because it meant I didn't have to go anywhere.
0: Exactly. You know, just had to stay home.
1: The only bad thing about it was like having to help my mom clean and get get ready for it. That's the
0: worst. (laughs) I hated when we had to clean the house when people were coming over. Yeah. It was such a chore.
1: To get ready for a big group of people to come over.
0: Well, there were so many kids that lived in that house. Mm -hmm. Growing up, my house was, it wasn't always like dirty, like gross dirty. Yeah. There was always something to clean. Mm Mm-hmm. And I would always be done cleaning at a certain point. Like, I'm (laughs) going to clean until I'm ready to not clean anymore. And then I don't want to clean anything else. And that did not fly. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, well, you vacuumed the entire house and you've dusted everything. Oh, well, now it's time to do the dishes, little (laughs) Petey.
1: (laughs) Oh, poor little Petey.
0: Poor little Petey. But
1: I did love having everybody over. I do remember as a kid that when we would leave my aunt and uncle's house... Looking out the window at the sky, thinking
0: if Santa would be there, trying
1: to see if I could see Santa.
0: I can remember a couple times when I was younger, looking up there, Uh trying to find Santa. And I feel like a couple times I saw like a blinking red light. (gasps) You might have seen him. My heart skipped a beat. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that I saw Santa.
1: That's so magical. But you always knew he couldn't come until you went to sleep.
0: Absolutely. For us, that's He wasn't going to be there until you went to sleep. Mm-hmm. So I would actually go to sleep at a decent hour. Yeah. Because I wanted Santa to come and I wanted to be up early yeah. <laughs> to open gifts.
1: Yeah. So one thing that my family always does on Christmas Eve, again, the food, the gift exchange that now doesn't exist. Ever since I became an adult, there was a group of us you know, people kind of in the same age range within 10 or so years that we would all kind of congregate somewhere separate. For a long time, it was on my mom's back porch. She had it all decorated. It was cold, but it wasn't like
0: unbearably cold. It was cold for Tennessee or it was cold for Georgia, I should say. Yeah.
1: So we would sit out there and chit chat and all of that. And then always, though, join in with everyone when they started singing. Again, that's a big thing in my family where they would all sing christmas songs yeah they'd occasionally then get like the younger kids up uh, to sing like rudolph
0: oh and my things gosh. like that did the kids enjoy that because yeah. i would have hated it
1: No, i think they enjoyed it because uh, they'd sing i mean i think there are some shy ones that probably didn't want to do it and so they just didn't do
0: it that would have been me except i would have <laughs> been made to do it <laughs>
1: <laughs> but my uncle fd always leads everybody in singing yeah like he was our choir director at the church that I grew up in for years. And so he, that's just in him to lead everybody anyway. (laughs) So you'll even see him do the little hand thing when everybody's (laughs) singing. It's so cute. And then also for several years, even since he was like a young kid, I mean, obviously as a kid and then growing up, my cousin Ryder has always entertained people on Christmas Eve. These days he's very important and he will sit out on the back porch and make you wait. (laughs) <laughs> While he's finishing his coffee, and we're all in there waiting for him to come out. And it's like, it's like a real celebrity. Yeah. You know, he's a local like when's, celebrity.
0: When's he going to arrive? And he did do that Merry I, Christmas, Cheddar News. I know. That's
1: actually on my list yeah. of honorable mentions in my favorite Christmas songs wow. because he wrote a song about our city. Chattanooga called "Merry Christmas, Chattanooga." You can check it out on Spotify. He's yeah. all, he also has a lot of other great songs. He does, but um, it's a lot of fun because it's if you grew up here, there's a lot of things that he is talking about in the song that is very nostalgic.
0: Yeah, and even outside of it being in Chattanooga, it's just yeah. a fun little Christmas song.
1: It's a great song, but yeah. he always brings his guitar and entertains everybody. Yeah, and it's just a good time, and it usually lasts until like ten or eleven, <laughs> and then, then you got to clean up when everybody's gone. But that also got canceled for this year, so I'm sad because especially nowadays, like we are only here every other year yeah. and, you know, so missing some years, it's just sad to it's a big deal. Miss Christmas with all with our all of our families all around.
0: Yeah, I agree with you.
1: <sighs> anyway, so Christmas morning would be when we were kids, like I had said in a previous one, we would wait until our parents were up and ready for us to go out into the living room and see our gifts at Santa Broad and open our presents from our parents. And it was always a lot of fun. And then we would, when my grandfather was alive, my mom's dad, we would go over there and visit with him and my great grandmother, my mamma Belle. Uh, She lived in the house behind him. And then some years they would come to us. A tradition that I had with them, and I don't even know where it started, was that my mama Belle would always give the canisters of cheese balls. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about?
0: Right. Yeah. The I feel
1: years. like she would give us something else too, but that yeah. was just like always like a Christmas treat that we would get. Yeah. And then my Papa would give us jars of pickles. Really? Yeah. Mm. So it was just always those two things plus gifts. But those were two. I don't know. It's And it's sad because we haven't had those for years and years and years. But if somebody gave away, me but. a jar
0: of pickles, it would be because they hated me.
1: <laughs> he hates pickles. <laughs> but well, that's like me being allergic to Tree yeah. nuts and it's like here's some walnuts. My brother-in-law one year gave me a big bag of like pecans <laughs> for Christmas really? just to be funny. They all thought it was hilarious when uh, I would say that my tongue itched when I would eat a, a kind of nut like that. Right, and because in the '80s and '90s nut, nut allergies, allergies were not a, a big thing, or they weren't known about. Yeah, like nowadays, every other person a, has it's one. It's a big thing. People have epipens. It's a big deal. Right, but back then you just got laughed at if you said your tongue itched. <laughs> <laughs> Look, her face is swollen. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you talking, Bunny? So once that tradition was over, then it would just be us. We'd always be at my parents' house when I moved away. You know, I always came home. And then my sister, once she had kids, they'd wake up and have Christmas and then come over. And we would always usually have like a big traditional meal of turkey and dressing. Right. Yes. Just dressing.
0: Just dressing. You
1: know, like basically like a Thanksgiving meal, but it was on Christmas. And then some years my mom would be like, we're just going to have turkey sandwiches. Ooh. Something like a little now, easier. I
0: do like turkey sandwiches. Yeah. So you got some leftovers occasionally.
1: Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. it would be more like turkey sandwiches and the appetizer type stuff, like dips and things like that. I gotcha. I always liked that too. It sounds good. Then once when my sister was married, then they would leave and go to my brother-in-law's family's house. And then I would still be there with my parents. And we would just watch movies all night. There was an occasional time that we might go to the movies.
0: Was that like later on?
1: I mean, that was like, I feel like through my whole... Watching Christmas movies, I think, was at least through my teen years.
0: Okay. Because we started going to movies. I mean, I I know for Thanksgiving, but I feel like we started doing some Christmas movies. But it was later on, Mm -hmm. like as I got older. Yeah. Which was fun.
1: We would just lay there, like just... It was totally relaxed. Probably started around four... And we would just curl up on the couches oh, nice. and watch movies all night.
0: That is the dream right there.
1: Yeah. I like that. That was good times. Like it was just me and my parents and yeah. I loved that.
0: It's like the calm after the storm. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's just unwinding.
1: <sighs> right. Oh, yeah. Obviously, as kids, when you, you know, you would just want to go play with your toys and stuff like that.
0: But right, right.
1: When you're older, it's like, yay, I got some cool clothes and yeah. some cool electronics and let's watch the
0: movies. Let's do it.
1: <laughs> and now our traditions are just, whichever family we're with, we just kind of carry on the traditions that we've always had.
0: Yeah, we have a cycling tradition. Mm-hmm. Every other year, it's different.
1: Aside from the year we were in Liverpool.
0: That's right. Mm-hmm. That can be our third year tradition. Yeah. Every three years,
1: we go somewhere.
0: That's right. This year, we're just staying home, though.
1: We are just staying home. Mm -hmm. We're kind of as sad as we are to not be with everyone. It's kind of since we've been together, when we wake up on Christmas morning, sometimes we're like, it would be so nice to just stay home and be together and open our presence Mm -hmm. and relax
0: and go nowhere
1: yeah so it's like the one little silver lining that we can
0: yeah and it's i mean it's great to be with family like it is absolutely i love being with both sets of family and it's great to cycle through and be up in new york Mm -hmm. and then be here but it'll be unique to just wake up at the house i don't know that i've ever really experienced that before no because since i was a kid even
1: when we're here we wake up but then we have to Really quickly, like, get ready to go over to my mom's.
0: Yeah. There was, like, a brief period that I'd mentioned where Mm -hmm. I would wake up at my mom's house and have Christmas. So, back to, like, those days.
1: Yeah. So, speaking of toys on Christmas, Mm -hmm. as usual, we have to talk about some toys that we've collected. That's right. What you got?
0: I have the gold-headed version of Destro. Who's that? So, Destro is one of the G.I. Joe. Bad guys. Oh. So the main bad guys are Cobra Commander. Mm-hmm. You got Destro, who's normally a silver-headed. He's got like a metal head. I can't remember why, but it's super cool. <laughs> this one is a metal gold head. Hmm. And then you got the other main one was Serpentor, <laughs> which I had a toy of as a kid because he had like this gold cobra-shaped hovercraft of some kind, and he oh. looked super cool. But anyway, so I, I got Destro. I got one to keep, one to play with.
1: He's very flashy, his he's,
0: outfit. Yeah, he's very flashy. He's got like a, what leopard, kind of said, print. a leopard print cape, some leopard print accents on his outfit he's got a case full of money he's got money that's burning in his hand
1: what's that around his thigh
0: that's his holster for his pistol because he's also a bad guy and he will shoot you <laughs> but i really like this i saw it i was like wow i have to have that version of Destro." it's not one his
1: face is oh yeah look at his gold.
0: look at his glasses too
1: <gasps> oh my god his glasses just flip down over his eyes yeah
0: but they come off
1: Oh.
0: so i mean you can go like super cool and put him on top of his head <laughs> or put him down on his nose if you want to obviously not a toy i had as a kid because this didn't exist Right. I wanted a cool version of Destro because I did have a normal version of Destro growing up. So this is the one that I got. Totally awesome. Nice. What you got?
1: I got a peaches and cream Barbie. Oh,
0: you wanted that so bad.
1: I knew I had to have her. Yeah. She's beautiful. She's in perfect condition. She's in her box.
0: Now, this is one that you got one to keep and one to play with. (laughs) Yeah. To me.
1: The one to play with.
0: (laughs) She's, she's she's not she's in special. as good a condition, yeah. She, <laughs> she's been beat up. She didn't come in a box. She came loose <laughs> She's a loose she is, she's a little loose.
1: She just has her dress. She doesn't have like any of the accessories or anything like that. Yeah. and her hair's a little crazy, but
0: it's okay. It was early on in our toy collecting days you so, just got excited i did i was like it's peaches and cream buy it she's been talking oh. about her it's only seven dollars buy it
1: <laughs> it was only seven dollars <laughs> yes, so That's think so, funny yeah. in comparison to what the one in the box is yeah a little bit more so she's from 1984 i love how it says she's as pretty as a peach blossom oh wow so she has this stole that you can wear a bunch of different ways wait a what A stole, it's like the thing that, you know, you see people wear like around their shoulders. It's this thing, this little poofy thing.
0: What's the difference between a a what? A stole? Stole. And a sarong.
1: Uh, A sarong goes around your waist.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) How about a scarf?
1: A scarf goes around your neck.
0: <laughs> Just kidding.
1: This shows pictures of all the different ways that she can wear her stole. And she even has this little dial that you can spin to see, like, whatever it lands on is like the way that you're going to design her stole.
0: <laughs> where is that spinner? Do you see it? Oh. It's,
1: it's in here. It's
0: in the box somewhere.
1: Yeah. I think it's okay. like back there behind.
0: Stole roulette.
1: Yes. Also, the spinner has this thing where you, it's called spinadate. OK, so I guess you're spinning it. You have a date card and you're spinning it to see what type of date you would go on with Ken.
0: Oh, It's kind of like uh, the Bachelorette in the 80s.
1: It is. And on the back of the box, she's photographed with Ken. He's day to night. Ken doll. But he's, he's not he's not included
0: in a straight tux, isn't he? He's got he a is. cummerbund. Look at that pink cummerbund. He's
1: got a cummerbund. Wow.
0: I hate cummerbunds. But it I doesn't match. I hate them, too. Yeah. Shouldn't it be a peach cummerbund? It should be. Hmm. Interesting.
1: I know. But you can spin it and it'll you'll see what kind of date you'll go on. I can't really even tell. There's like a a little airplane. There's some ballet slippers.
0: Oh, so they're big balling.
1: Yeah, they're going on some bachelorette type dates. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So she's just beautiful. I've always loved this dress. It's very it's very poofy and glamorous.
0: I remember how excited you were to get that and I was excited for you. She's gorgeous. She is gorgeous.
1: She's got her necklace and her earrings. The top part of the dress, the bodice part is like shimmery. It's not quite sequiny, but.
0: Isn't that what it's meant to be? Or is it just meant to be like glittery? Mm. It's probably got diamonds in it in real life. (laughs) (laughs) No one Barbie.
1: She's, you know, she's definitely one that I had as a kid. And when we started collecting, I knew I had to have her.
0: Well, she's beautiful.
1: She's a beaut. She's a beaut, Clark. She's a beaut. (laughs) She's a beaut,
0: Clark. I guess this wraps up our Christmas special episode. It
1: does. I feel like we will only have one more solid Christmas episode. So it's a lot of narrowing down that we have to do.
0: We got a lot of work to do, but we're ready for it.
1: We are ready for it. Tune in to our after-school specials because there will be some more Christmassy cheer on there.
0: Can't wait for it.
1: Thank you all for listening.
0: We'll talk to you later.
1: Merry Christmas.
0: Merry Christmas.
1: Christmas.